This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zifford, only on 101.9 High FM. Professor Chilitsi Morwala is Vice Chancellor and Principal of the University of Johannesburg. A highly distinguished academic and author of a number of books, he is also the recipient of various awards, including the Order of Mapungupwe. A professor of electrical engineering, Professor Mwala is a leading thinker in artificial intelligence, and his latest book, Closing the Gap, explores the challenges and fears surrounding what is referred to as the fourth industrial revolution. Professor uh, Mwala, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much for the invitation, and I'm looking forward to interacting with your listeners. Professor, is artificial intelligence a blessing or a curse? I think it is both. It is a blessing because uh, it is able to do things, important things that human beings uh, uh, do much better than human beings. For example, uh, artificial intelligence is able to diagnose certain diseases better than human beings. Uh, it is able to uh, uh, to be able to uh, automate certain processes. Um, uh, that are dangerous. For example, if you have uh, a building that is burning, perhaps you should send a robot there than send a human being, you know. But uh, there is also a case about it, uh, 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 and that arises as a result of it being misused. Uh, for example, we know about, uh, um, you know, uh, the, what is called uh, the generative adversarial uh, neural networks which are able to fake people and have been used in political campaigns to discredit other people. You know. uh, we know about the ethical issues surrounding artificial intelligence. Uh, the fact that uh, if it is not uh, used properly, it can be able to discriminate people. Uh, we know about face recognition algorithms that are discriminating against uh, minorities in terms of databases that are used for for creating um, such artificial intelligence. But if I were to uh, to aggregate the the bad uh, against the the, the 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 good, I would say artificial intelligence is definitely good. So overall, it can help us in many many ways, Professor. You look in your book at the industrial revolution and now the artificial intelligence revolution. Are there similarities between the two? Absolutely. I mean, uh, if we look at uh, industrial, the industrial age was really about automation. Um, even 300 years ago, you know, uh, uh, the steam engine was meant uh, to introduce uh, uh, steam power uh, to replace um, human and horsepower uh, uh, in in production. So it has always been about uh, uh, doing things. Uh, that normally used to be done by human beings uh, at that stage, uh, even horses. Then it was moved to this was this is what industrialization is all about. Now, if we come to the fourth industrial revolution, we are making machines intelligent. So, because we are making machines intelligent, uh, we are able to do things that we normally never thought machines can be able to do. Uh, for example, now you can be able to instruct a, ma- a machine in your own voice, to do certain tasks, you know. Uh, 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 the more uh, this uh, technology develops, the more we are going to see 
uh, human, like even exceeding human capabilities. Uh, uh, so, 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 what is happening now? Uh, we are rapidly making machines intelligent, deploying this intelligence in production uh, and other sectors that are important for for use. You talk in your book about artificial intelligence from an African perspective. Can AI help um, narrow the gap in our country in terms of have and have nots? It can do both. I mean, one, one of the biggest fears about artificial intelligence is that in a country with such huge unemployment rates, uh, automation is, is going to even uh, decimate uh, the employment that is available. And obviously there is merit in that. But I think we should also be uh, uh, think broadly uh, to realize that uh, it is really about uh, improving efficiency. Uh, if we do not improve efficiency, then the industries that still exist in South Africa are simply going to disappear uh, because somebody else will be able to produce those goods and services at a much more cost-effective manner. We have seen what happened to our shoemaking industry, our clothing industry. It has disappeared. Uh, and, and what we never even actually talk about is why has it disappeared? It has disappeared simply because Asia was able to produce better quality uh, uh, products than us. Of course, uh, the, what was giving uh, Asian countries uh, a competitive advantage was the cost of labor. Uh, the cost of labor in Asia is, is very high. Uh, it's, it's very low uh, compared to, 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 to ours. And therefore, uh, manufacturers simply moved uh, production there. Or if they did not move production there, uh, manufacturers in those countries uh, start, started producing and displayed uh, our products from our shelves. So, so it is very important to understand that that without productivity, the issues of uh, of 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 um, of, pro- of of economic development are never going to be realized. Now, I'm giving you a complicated answer to a very um, a simple uh, question. Yes, we have to adopt artificial intelligence; otherwise, we are going to kill production. But I've not answered what is going to happen to uh, to, to jobs. Uh, uh, what are we going to do uh, about the fact that some of the jobs are going to disappear? I think we need to reskill our people. And I think we need to reskill our people so that they can be able to do uh, uh, those jobs that cannot normally be automated. We know that um, jobs in the care industry cannot be automated. Um, you know, uh, And even in the health industry, there are certain jobs that you simply cannot uh, automate. Even though AI is able to diagnose diseases better than human beings, uh, you still need that warmth of a, of a doctor uh, to be able to inform um, you about how to handle a, a disease, for example. So we need to really look at the job balance sheet and see where we can be able to retrain our people so that they can remain relevant. I've always been um, of the view that South Africa needs a lot more things like social workers and um, psychologists because I think we have a country that that's quite um, suffering that has a lot of pain. So and and that's the kind of thing that I think artificial artificial intelligence cannot replace is that empathy that you spoke about, Professor. You talk also a little bit about disadvantages like fake news. Um, 
being fed information that reinforces your own views and resulting in us all living in a way in our own little bubbles. And I wonder if you'd like to comment a little bit more about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we know about fake news. Uh, uh, we, we, we know about uh, uh, in India, for example, a politician who was uh, put in circumstances that uh, was not favorable for them to be re-elected for a position. Uh, and, and that was not uh, something that uh, that politician actually did. He was digitally put into a circumstance. Uh, you see, um, if we look at uh, the Soviet Union during the time of uh, of, um, of of Joseph Stalin, uh, they used to Joseph Stalin used to edit people out of pictures that he he did not like. In fact. Uh, people that he had actually killed, they will be edited out of pictures. Uh, uh, and, and that editing process was, was a complicated thing that uh, required um, very uh, expensive uh, technology. Of, of course, it was not advanced, it was expensive. Now we know what the digital editing can be able to do. But now, one thing that you couldn't quite do was to edit videos where you could be, I could be able to edit you um, uh, into a video doing things that uh, you are not doing or saying things that you are not uh, um, saying. Uh, and this is really where fake news comes in. And that is actually quite uh, dangerous. And we really need to, uh, uh, to, 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 to come up with uh, ethical guidelines uh, on the use of, uh, of AI uh, in, in that respect. We talked about fake news. Uh, there was uh, the second uh, aspect. Living, living, in, living in a bubble, living in our own bubble. Yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. I mean, the, now this is the, the interface of psychology and, uh, and artificial intelligence. In psychology, I think uh, Richard Taylor, even Dan Kahneman, uh, 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 they talk about, uh, uh, you know, uh, things like uh, nudging people uh, to act in a particular way without necessarily uh, knowing that they are being nudged, you know. Uh, and now when you combine that with artificial intelligence, then you can be able to manipulate people to behave in a certain way, you know. Um, uh, for example, uh, the fact that... Uh, uh, when you go to social media, uh, because that social media algorithm is studying your your likes uh, uh, and your dislikes, um, uh, and then uh, based on that, it, it it feeds you information that you like, actually makes you one-dimensional because uh, after a while, you never uh, you, you you never see information that you you don't like. You know, and that that can actually be dangerous, especially for those people who are spending all their times uh, in the social media. They become one-dimensional, um, and this is a, a directed technology, directed uh, 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 one-dimensionality that 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 emerges. So we have to encourage our, our citizens to read broadly and read everything and be critical of everything that we have. Professor Mwala, you and, and, and absolutely. And, and, and what we read, and that is why I, I, I strongly believe in books, bookshops, because, uh, you know, we go to a book, bookshop and you're just walking around, you see a book that you will never have ever uh, seen before. But if you are going to buy everything on Amazon, Amazon will only recommend books that you actually like. 
you know, uh, it is very important for us to open our minds uh, uh, to what is happening much more broadly than our own immediate environments. Professor Mawala, you're on cutting-edge research with regards to artificial intelligence. And I just wondered, you've written so many books yourself on various topics. What for you has been the most exciting thing that you've discovered in terms of your field? Well, I mean, uh, a book that I've just uh, uh, finished writing, um, uh, Rational Machines and Artificial Intelligence, uh, unfortunately, is published by academic press, which is a global uh, a global uh, publisher, so you won't necessarily find it here. Uh, and there we're talking about uh, 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 the issue of rationality of machines, uh, you know, uh, uh, and how does it differ with the rationality uh, of, 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 of people? Uh, of course, uh, if you go back to the work of, uh, of Herbert Simon, uh, you will know that Herbert Simon actually realized that uh, our rationality as human beings is limited. He called, he called that uh, bounded rationality, which means limited rationality. And of course, uh, much, much more later with, uh, with Dan Kahneman, um, uh, 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 he even went further and say, it's not just limited. It is actually, uh, um, it is actually impaired. You know, we are actually not rational beings at all, you know. Uh, and, and now uh, I was asking myself the question that, yes, uh, that, that is all good. How about for machines? Do machines really display bounded rationality the same way as, uh, as, as human beings? Uh, and it turns out that uh, 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 machines are definitely much more rational than, uh, than human beings. Uh, uh, I, we also, uh, I also investigated uh, the issue of, uh, of the subjectivity of, of rationality, that rationality, even for machines, is actually subjective. Um, and the reason why it is subjective is because uh, machines actually optimize. And mathematically, optimization is not a perfect science. Uh, when you optimize, sometimes you do not even know whether you have uh, identified an optimal solution. Uh, mathematicians use uh, bombastic terms such as uh, um, uh, such as um, uh, uh, convex problems. Uh, so, 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 so we found out that yes, uh, even though uh, machines are more uh, rational than human beings, uh, uh, the subjectivity of rationality actually does not go away. Professor, it is absolutely fascinating. Our machines are subject to I knew the part about the rationality of people that, that I've had enough experience of, but um, machine subjective it, it is absolutely fascinating. Thank you so much for joining me. And perhaps uh, when your new book is out and readily available, we can talk a little bit more about this topic. Absolutely, you know, uh, absolutely. No, and thank you very much. Uh, and I am looking forward to actually meeting you in person. That would be amazing. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you.